With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Oh, boy. Hi, welcome to the show. It is Wednesday, February 28th. It's, I've got too much to talk about today. Way too much to talk about today. As a matter of fact, today I probably, I'm hitting a, a record of, um, of my handwritten notes. I always have like, um, where's my list? There it is. Never mind. I've always got, uh, you know, at least one or two little lists of things, a couple little notes jotted down today. Mm. Got a lot of things that got me fired up today, so we got a lot to talk about. Good morning. Uh, Coming up later on on the show today, by the way, uh, we are going to talk about some of the censorship, some of the social media aspect. I'm going to get a little inside what it went down at... uh, at CPAC, my buddy Jason Shepard from uh, Wimkin.com is going to be joining us. He's the the founder of Wimkin, and if you uh, if you haven't subscribed to Wimkin, uh, and you're wondering what the heck is it, because you hear me talk about it all the time, it is uh, it's a social look, look. Let's just put it this way: this is the best way to describe it. Uh, take Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all these things, wrap them all into one, and that's what you're getting, minus the censorship thing. Minus also, and I got to give them some serious props when it comes to this too. And they're back up today uh, after doing some maintenance because of the uh, the increase in demand uh, that came about uh, after the the visit to CPAC. They had to do a little bit of a uh, little bit of work to get everything up and going, and they're all good now. But um, you know, it's it's a great platform, and they don't put up with like the the bot stuff either. I mean, how many times this has happened to you on Facebook? Because this drives it drives me crazy, but it also entertains me. I'll get out the uh, "Hey, baby, how you doing?" You know what? It's like in in the broken language. All the uh, the the hot girls in your neighborhood now. I, we don't get them. Like and even even I have gotten a couple of them on Wimkin, but they like boom disappear in no time flat, which is kind of nice. Uh, even though Facebook, you remember the ad that Facebook did, where. Uh, I don't even know who it was. I guess one of the the heads of the of the of the company that she comes out and she's like, "We're we've hired more people than the FBI has for your safety and security online." Meanwhile, you're like, "All right, who's impersonating my account? And why am I getting bombarded with all these hot girls in your neighborhood kind of thing?" <laughs> and of course, I love it too because it's not like, I mean, if you wanted to make it more believable. And this is to the the hacker, the bot people that do all of this. Make it just tiny bit more. Do a little bit of research. Like if you're going to pick an area to to go and do this, and you know maybe maybe AI is not working properly for it or something. I don't know, but at, at the very least, do a little research. Like look at it and go, where's the best place for me to to say that we're from? 
And if you're going to try and get people in the Panama City, Florida area, and you're going to use the profile pictures of some really hot girl, really hot girl, it's a big investment in uh, um, uh, cryptocurrency, because that's where it always goes to, by the way. It's so funny. I love messing with these people, because it's like broken English as well. Like, come on. I know that there's there's a difference between, you know, regular speaking English and redneck. That could be a little bit different. But the 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 broken English that we get in these things, no, come on, knock it off. But but we'll get a thing where it'd be like, you know, oh hey, where where do you live? And and I always like to pick like a, a weird spot. Like, first off, you, you look at my profile, what does it say? <laughs> I mean, it says the area that I live in. So I mean you should know. So I'll do something like, um, you know, I live in like Bainbridge, Georgia. You know, I'll just pick like some random place. Oh my God, I'm there too. Oh, oh my God, the coincidence. Uh, how, how I can't imagine that that would have actually happened. Oh my God, it's like we were made for each other. But I love messing with those people. It's it's one of the uh, the evil, twisted, sick, kind of demented things that I do for uh, for entertainment is to mess with them. There's another one that's been messing with me a little bit. And I, and I think I've told this story before about the one that, um, oh, it, it, I give them props and credit for the dedication on this one because I, I fed it a story that was just, it was impressive. And of course, this was a person who was saying she was from my hometown area. And uh, this was back when the scam was the whole, um, you know, I'm, um, I'm in school and I'm struggling um, you know, could use some help, uh, but, you know, doesn't really kind of come out and say, hey, can you give me some money, you know, but tries to, you know, do the whole let's build a relationship thing. And and I totally messed with him, totally messed with him. And that went on for like almost a year. And I'm and I'd, sometimes I actually would stop and go, oh, this was actually real. You know, it's going to be my luck, though, because of the fact that I do mess with these people, that um, one of these days, like my soulmate, that would be the one that I will I will die in a bed with her holding my hand uh, after a long life of of beautiful time together. That I'm gonna be the one that's gonna mess with her on the social media when she's just trying to get to know me. And the entire time she's gonna be like, God, what a jerk. <laughs> it's gonna be my luck that that would have been the soulmate, and God would be looking down, going, "You damn idiot! I'm the one I sent her to you for crying out loud." That's that's my luck. That's how that would work. Uh, Danny, good morning. You're right. I do have to watch out for Mr. Swift. Uh, <laughs> I don't want him punching me in the face if I, uh, if I criticize the daughter. Oh my God. Did you guys hear about that? <laughs> Apparently down in Australia where, uh, Taylor Swift is, and why are we talking about Taylor Swift again? Cause she hit the news. Um, down in Australia, she, um, she's doing the, the, her Australian tour of the heiress tour or whatever the heck it is. And, um, Apparently, there's some media people that, you know, they got a little too, you know, all up in, in faces and stuff and, um, you know, did a little pushing around and um, and Daddy Swift said, you know, no, and punched him in the face. But you know what? I'm, I'm oh, I hate saying this. I'm going to take Daddy Swift's side on this one. I mean, I watch, you know, obviously because I do more than just this talk radio show, um, I, I, I watch what goes on. Uh, with all these celebrities and granted, you know, you're in this business for the reason and it's what you're doing. So, I mean, it's kind of hard for you to be like, I don't like this. It's like, well, that's the lifestyle that you picked. But there is a certain point where like the paparazzi just goes overboard and you just want to look at him, which just knock it off. 
So it's like when the paparazzi in the media gets all up into your face. And first off, with camera technology, you can take a picture of me from like 300 yards away and it looks like you're standing there picking my nose. You're so close. So you don't have to get all up into people's faces. So when the media, you know, starts pushing around and they, they get handsy and all this other stuff, don't be surprised when somebody cold cocks you. I mean, seriously. So I'm, I totally defend Mr. Swift on that one. Daddy Swift, he had it right. I mean, I would have, I would have probably done the same thing. And, I, and I'm surprised that it doesn't happen more often. I mean, it really does. I'm, I'm surprised. Um, but you know what? That's what you get. You know, I mean, first off, you're going to get, you're going to get followed around by the paparazzi and by the media. They want to take the pictures, want to ask you the questions and everything. But there's also that point where it's like, stop being so damn rude. You know what would be great? This would be fantastic. If we could get the paparazzi uh, with the energy that they have to ask the question about, uh, you know, why is it that, um, why, why didn't you finish that cup of coffee that you had this morning and you didn't finish that biscuit? You know, they'll do the stupidest things and they will hound celebrities. If we could convey that energy and dedication and devotion over to the other side of journalism where maybe they could start asking some of our politicians the same things. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need to start convincing the paparazzi to go after our politicians instead and ask the hard-hitting questions. Like questions like, hey, um, I, I know a lot of Americans might not realize this, that we're facing another shutdown on Friday, a partial shutdown, um, because you guys are uh, not getting your stuff together. Uh, what's going on? I love this, by the way. If you have not heard the news on this, we are facing yet another uh, partial government shutdown. That's the words now. You know, it's like, for the longest time, we couldn't do a budget. We haven't done a budget since the 90s. The mid-90s is the last time that we had a balanced budget. I mean, we've had budgets, but they weren't really balanced, and there was a mess. And then we got away from even using the word budget. Now we're in a spending plan. We got a spending plan. No, it's not a spending plan. It's a spending problem. It's the other P word. But here we go now. Um, instead of us doing this spending plan, we're just going to plan on spending all this money. And uh, then we're not going to get things done on time. So we're going to do a continuing resolution. So we continue spending what we were spending before. And then we come up to an agreement. And then we decide we're going to spend more than what we were doing the last time. And then the next time comes around. And we should be doing a budget that's balanced. But instead, we don't do that. We don't get everything together for our spending plan. And we're getting close to a, a government shutdown because that sounds so scary. Oh, my God. The government's going to shut down. Oh, my God. The world's going to come to an end. No, it's not. Don't worry about it. But it sounds scary. So then we get right up to that point. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, here we are. We've got... Um, We've got the uh, the continuing resolution, got another continuing resolution. So we'll spend what we spent the last time. And now what they're doing is rather than just going, well, we haven't got everything done yet. So um, to avoid shutting down the government uh, Friday night at midnight, we're just going to keep spending what we were. Instead, now what they're doing is they're like doing partial. So they're breaking it up. So they'll take this section of the budget and they'll be like, okay, well, we, whew, thank God. Oh, hang on a second. Oh, God, it was, oh, that was right down to the wire. But we got that one taken care of, so that's all set. But uh, these other things, we're going to have to have a continuing resolution for these other things. Otherwise, we're going to have to have a partial shutdown. That that stuff over there is going to be okay. But this other stuff, oh, we gotta, we got a continuing resolution for that. So what we're going to do is uh, by the 1st of February, we got to get this one done. So we'll extend it to the 1st of February. And then this one over here, we'll extend this one until the middle of March. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Okay. 
Yeah. So now it's like they're breaking up the continuing resolution so that it's more drama for us. It's like, enough. Just balance the damn budget. That's all we're asking for. And, of course, now we've got Tater Tot McConnell, um, who's really just, and he's worthless at this point. I don't even know why he went to the White House. Yesterday, um, the leadership was summoned to the White House so that they could discuss the uh, the government uh, shutdown, the partial government shutdown prevention. Not the whole thing, just the partial. Because we took care of the other stuff a few weeks back. Now, in order to avoid the United States government shutting down, remember, the United States government, we got we to gotta figure something out. We got to come up with a plan. How do we do this? What do we do? How do we find the spending, the money, and, and get everything organized so that the United States government doesn't partially shut down? Oh, I got an idea. Yes, Chuck Schumer, what you got? Let's spend some money on Ukraine. <laughs> Do you think that maybe we could wait on Ukraine for a minute? Let's focus on America. Nope, can't do it. Got to spend the money on Ukraine. And if we don't spend the money on Ukraine, then the United States government is going to have a partial shutdown by Friday night at midnight. Sweet baby Jay. I mean, is it just me? Are we a little off on this one? Yeah, if we don't... uh if we don't, if we don't figure out how we're going to spend money on uh, on Ukraine, we're going to have to partially shut down the United States government. This is the time where we need some paparazzi members to go. Excuse me, Chucky. Um, what the hell does Ukraine getting more of our money have to do with shutting down our government? If we don't, if we don't take care of another country, we have to partially shut down our government. Am I, the, am I the only one that's a little off on this one? <laughs> Is there a problem here that I'm uh, missing? And, of course, Joe Biden's right along with that. Yeah, 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 we got we to gotta take care of Ukraine because they're, they're funneling money back to me and my kid. And then there's uh, Tater Top McConnell sitting on the couch in the Oval Office going, <laughs> cookies. And then Mike Johnson, the only one there with a set of cojones. I mean... Uh, one might be a little smaller than the other. Uh, we need to work on that a little bit. But um, <laughs> he's even like the only one that's really going, uh, let's take care of the U.S. border. We have a U.S. border problem that's affecting our country in a very negative way. And by the way, affecting Democrat-run cities in a very negative way. And the Democrat leaders and tater tot are like, we got to spend your money on Ukraine. It's Ukraine. That's where we got to spend all our money on. It's it's not on America. It's on Ukraine. And if we don't get that funding, well, uh, we're just going to have to shut the government down. Not fully, because we kind of took care of something. So partially, we got to take care. You know what? Today's one of those days where uh, I'm drinking my knock-it-off coffee, and I ruined it because I got some cheap, like, creamer stuff, and it's nasty. It actually, well, yeah, I, I like a dollar store brand or something, and it's gross. I think what today really, truly needs is some Baileys up on that thing is what it needs because this is just getting ridiculous. Really, truly is. If we don't spend the money on Ukraine and find out how we're going to be able to fund another country's problem, um, then uh, we have to shut down our government. Of course, um, Chucky Schumer also comes out, and I love this. He's like, um, 
you know, if we don't uh, if we don't do this, then America's uh, you know the world is looking at America uh, like we're um, we're 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 fat and soft. Yes, yes, because we are fat and soft. We're soft because we the people don't stand up to you and say, "Knock it off, take care of us first. And we're fat because we're like the big fat piggy bank. Hey, America, can I get some money? Can I have some money? Twenty billion? Can I have some money? Bunch of idiots in Washington, I swear. Hang on, we got to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Ruster Show. Good morning and happy Wednesday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're looking for candy coated, then Brian is not the Willy Wonka you're looking for. It's the Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, and thanks so much for waking up with us. Uh, big shout out to Jill watching up there on Wimpkin. Thanks so much for checking in there. Down yesterday, so it's nice to have it back up. Jason, by the way, from uh, Wimpkin is going to be joining us later on in the show. Uh, Sean, Matt, Ken, James, Danny. Uh, who else checked in this morning? John, I think you checked in as well. Uh, good morning. Thanks so much for checking in. Also, Clay and Felicia and Dalton and RC up there in um, Chicago this morning. RC, our uh, resident truck driver, doing your stuff there. Stay safe in Chicago, man. Speaking of trucking, can we talk about this for a second? Remember the um, the big uh, uh, truck uh, ban boycott type thing that was going to go on in New York City? I'm loving how the Democrats are attacking this. <laughs> it's just... I hate these people. I really do sometimes. It just drives me crazy. You remember that after the uh, the verdict came down on Donald Trump, uh, that there was a few truckers that came out and they were like, hey, um, you know, we're just not going to go to New York City. We're just not going to do it. We're, we're going to ban. We're going to boycott. We're not going to we're not going to go to New York City. Not happening. Not delivering anything. And of course, the day that um, Stephanie Hunter Pie, good morning to you guys as well. Uh, the, the, the first Monday after that happened was President's Day. So not a whole lot was going on anyhow. And uh, I, on social media, I was watching a um, uh, New Yorker that was out, New York liberal, is out there talking about, uh, you know, showing, going, look, you know, oh, where where's all the truckers? They're, they're not coming out. And uh, 
look, there's all this stuff here, and oh, oh the truckers here, they're not going to come in. Now, here's the kind of the, the, the bottom line on it. The, the, the big trucking boycott really didn't happen to New York City, like I think um, was kind of hoped for. And you know what? To a degree, it's kind of okay that it didn't happen. But it does actually still highlight a point that the truckers could really shut down New York City. They really could. There was several companies that jumped in on this as well and said, yeah, no, we're not going to do it anymore. There was a lot of independent truckers that were like, no, we're not, we're just not going to go to New York City. And of course, one of the issues that did happen was for those that did stick to the ban or the boycott, um, they just got replaced by other truckers. And probably uh, in, uh, introduced an experience for some because if you've ever driven a, uh, a four-wheeled car in New York City, that's difficult. Try doing an 18-wheeler. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is a special skill set. Not every truck driver can drive in a place like Chicago, New York City, uh, Boston. Those are difficult places to drive an 18-wheeler. But a lot of people did take notice to that. And there was a lot of people that kind of freaked out about that a little bit. And there was some slight, uh, you know, disruption in the, uh, in the, um, the, the supply chain into New York City. But there was also a lot of people that freaked out. I mean, absolutely freaked out like, holy crap, because they knew that if truckers stopped delivering to New York City. Now, sure, you could stop, you know, delivering, uh, you know, uh, regular household items and clothing and you know, exercise bikes and little things like, I mean, sure. Would that have an impact? Yeah. You know what? Is it all that important that I needed to go get it? But here's one of the problems with New York city is that they don't produce any food there. They don't grow any food there. So all the food that they have in New York city has got to be trucked in. So there was a big deal of freaking out on that because if you've ever seen a typical New York city apartment, it's not one of those places where, you know, you go to, to Costco's or Sam's Club or, or whatever and you, you know, stock up on all this food supply because you, you got no place to put it. The typical New Yorker actually will go grocery shopping like two or three times a week because there's no room to put anywhere. But, you know, here's the thing. Um, yeah, you're right, RC. Even eight hours, uh, things have to be replaced as far as food goes. So I, I think there was a major freak out realizing, oh, my God, that could have been really bad for us. There's a couple of people out there going, oh, the truckers didn't do anything. They did. They may not have said, okay, we're not going to New York City. But it made a lot of those in New York City go, oh, holy crap. If they don't show up, we are screwed. That is almost as powerful as making them starve. Hang on. We got to take a quick break for news at the bottom of the hour. Be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Calling out the insanity of the left and doing it with a smile. This is the Brian Russ Show. We are Northwest Florida's news talk leader. News talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. I'm glad that the uh, the company that is doing the red light cameras at the, uh, the, or not the red light cameras, the speeding cameras at the schools clarified a little bit. Um, just, let me tell you something. You didn't help the situation any. You really didn't. By the way, um, and I want to get into that a little bit more later on because I did some more digging on some things yesterday and oh, it just, it really started to tick me off a little bit more. We'll talk about that coming up in a little while. But there's law firms, by the way, in Florida. Hmm. <laughs> There's law firms across the state of Florida that are fired up and ready to go. That should be your sign right there, by the way. And Panama City, pay attention to this one. And I know Springfield also in the consideration of doing this as well. When all the law firms start getting together and they start changing up their websites and they start putting in ads saying, uh, you know, hey, you get stopped at, or if you get a ticket from one of these red light cameras, we're here to fight it for you because it's unconstitutional. It's not like one ambulance chaser that's doing it. I did some research on this yesterday, and I came across at least a dozen different big law firms across the state of Florida that have already started up their campaigns of if you get one of these tickets from one of these cameras going through a school zone, call us, we'll get you taken care of. Now, remember, they're $100 ticket. You would think not that big of a deal, but um, I said it. It's not, not a smart idea. And look, I'm all for stopping the speeders going through the, the school zone. Yesterday, I um, <laughs> there, there, there was a woman that I was going alongside of yesterday as I was going home. And um, school zone, it, it wasn't just like the two little signs on the side of the road that flash at you. No, it was the big one that goes right over the side of the, the right across the street with the flashing light at you. Maybe we need to change that from the orange lights to like freaking strobe lights or something so that you actually see it. Maybe you do like they do with the uh, the speed uh, speed trap thing that they have out there, the speed radar thing that lets you know, which, dang, Panama City, they've got this one that they put out on 390 from time to time. Now, in the middle of the day, that's one thing. But when you're rolling through there at 3.30 in the morning, sure, maybe a couple of miles an hour over the speed limit enough to trigger the thing. 
and it does like the the red and blue light, like a, a like a cop car kind of light bar. And it, damn, that thing is bright. If we could dial that down a little, if you're going to cause an accident. But um, this woman is just like we're we're approaching the school zone, and everybody's slowing down. She was right behind me, swerves out into the left lane and goes flying around me. I'm thinking to myself, going, "You stupid idiot." Like I said yesterday, that's the person that I am 100% behind the police, yanking them through their window, putting them on the ground, baton beating them a little bit, and tasing them and telling them, slow down in a school zone. I wouldn't support that for police on anything else, uh, but that totally support it. Slow down in the school zones. But you know what? Here's the thing, too, about drivers. There's so many people that are just oblivious. Have you ever noticed that? I mean, here's my problem that I have is that I'm I'm like a, I'm a super observant person. I have this thing about my surroundings where I've always got to know what's going on in my surroundings. And I I probably observe things a little bit more than most people do. But I I see some people when they're driving and I'm just like, how do you make it from point A to point B? Like on a regular basis. Because they're so oblivious to what's going on around them. You could go right up to some of these people and, uh, you know, throw me something Mr. Mardi Gras them, if you get that hint. Uh, and they would never know that you were there. You could be waving at them. All, I mean, their car could probably be on fire. And you could probably be like, hey, hey, your car's on fire. And they just focus straight ahead, going on, not paying a damn bit of attention to anything. Just, oh, oh, drives me crazy. <laughs> Pay attention when you're driving. That and the people that, look, hands-free phone. Oh, my God, this is the other one that drives me. And it drives me crazy, too, when people are just walking around like this. Where they, they take their phone and they put it in their hand because you remember uh, that you shouldn't have the phone up to your head when you're driving because it's distracting. You got to have hands-free driving. Or hands-free talking your cell phone. Some of these people, by the way, don't even talk on the phone. Don't You can't handle two things at once. Stop doing that. But when they do the whole driving around and they got the phone like in their hand in front of their face, it's on speakerphone while they're driving. That's not hands-free, nitwit. Put it down. That and don't walk around like that either. That also drives me crazy. I don't need to hear your conversation. My mom is bad about that. She always answers on the speakerphone, which I'm surprised that I haven't completely, utterly embarrassed her because generally when, and I know that she does it. So I'm, I'm such a bad kid. Um, when, uh, when she does answer, I got to do something to say something just to, because I know it's on speakerphone. Some people need to be careful too, because I've heard some conversations where it's like, dude, I, you know what? That's probably not information you wanted to have out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I do want to get into that whole thing with the um, uh, with the uh, the the, the uh, school zone enforcement thing because I found a few other things that just I, it has me questioning Florida. It really does. I, I'm 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 having some some concerns, and we'll talk about that coming up uh, in a little bit. But there's a few other things that that we also need to have a big concern about. And you, being a listener of radio, this is something that could directly affect you. But it also has a huge impact potential for the entire country. And we, we talked about this uh, the other day when the news broke about this with George Soros 
uh, looking to uh, essentially take over. It's almost a hostile takeover uh, of the second largest broadcast group in the country. Uh, the co- the co- company's called Odyssey Broadcasting. And they are uh, they own 220 roughly uh, radio stations around the country. Uh, most of their stations are all in um, what's called major markets or big cities. So, you know, they're all kind of Democrat-leaning. And this is a problem. This is a problem that I don't think a lot of people are aware of because it's... Here's the thing. We have so many white flags that are going up in this country. But they're small white flags. We surrender. We don't want it anymore. We surrender to you guys. And the broadcasting situation, this is one of those white flags of surrender that we have to pay very careful attention to because of the impact that it will have. Now, we all know what George Soros is all about. It's not America first by any means. I mean, he'd like to destroy America first. Remember, this is a guy who is literally wanted in other countries, dead or alive. We're not talking about the old Western United States back in the days of the Cowboys and Indians. We're talking about today in 2024, there are countries around the world that want George Soros' head on a platter, literally just the head, because of what he has done to their countries. And he has set his sights on America. And America has been fighting back for a very long time. But you know what? We're now at a point now where it's not, um, we're, we're just not fighting back like we should. And they're also doing it in very small increments. Little nibble here, little nibble there. You may or may not remember this, but about a year ago, George Soros bought a Spanish-speaking radio group. Group that had a whole bunch of Spanish-speaking stations across the country. Why in the world would he do that? Hmm, look at the migrant situation that we have coming across the country. Things that make you go, hmm. Now George Soros is going in and he's uh, he's basically what he done is this company, Odyssey. Now there's three big companies in the country. Um, we've all probably heard of iHeart, uh, or I like to refer to them as iFart. Um, I've worked for the company before. Um, I worked for it when it was a small company. Um, and since then, it has become just, it, it's a conglomerate monster. There is Odyssey, which is the number two company as far as size goes. It's only size. That we're, we're talking about size here, ladies. Um, and then the number three one is a company called Cumulus. Now, you may not have heard of the number two and number three, but trust me, they're both big, huge companies. And neither one of the number two or three own any radio stations right here in the Panama City area. Uh, They do own some, you know, going east or west of us. And they've got some others in Florida as well. But that's now where it stops. Companies like Cumulus, they also own um, Westwood One Radio Network. Now, the Westwood One Radio Network is the distributor for probably about half, if not more, of the content that you hear on most talk radio stations. Uh, Cumulus Broadcasting, by the way, is the group that that owns uh, Dan Bongino's show that you hear right here on our station. They're the ones that that distribute his show. All three of those companies are in bankruptcy. All three of them are like billion plus dollars each in debt. So they're falling apart. And the reason for that is because of power and greed. That's actually what led to all three of those companies becoming a complete and utter disaster. Now, iHeart is, uh, is, has been purchased by uh, Bain Capital, 
which is Mitt Romney's old company. So you can understand where that one's going. They did they did that purchase several years ago and still haven't been able to fix things because, again, power and greed. Now we have George Soros. He was going after Odyssey, which that was that was a company that merged a couple of big companies into the one company to make the one that it is. But again, you know, they screwed up with the way that they did business. They're now, you know, in all kinds of debt. And George Soros turns around, bought all their debt. So now he is trying to do a takeover of that company to be able to take that one over. Owns 220 stations across the country. Owns also some of the key news talk stations in all of these big cities. Pay attention. White flags. So now George Soros, who owns all these Spanish stations, now going to step in to take over this Odyssey company, which again has a lot of the major market news talk stations. Some of the heritage stations. The big ones. If you talk to somebody who's a talk radio nerd geek, you will hear them be like, oh yeah, I know that station, that station. And as a matter of fact, they are stations that people like Dan Bongino, uh, Mark Levin, uh, Sean Hannity, you know, all of these big people are on. Remember the white flag. Are you listening? Cumulus, the number three company, they are, again, financially just a mess. All three of the big ones are. They're in huge debt. Uh, they're falling apart. Nothing's going well for them. And they all own stations in major markets, the very the cities that have the big populations. And all three of them own a lot of news talk stations. Cumulus right now is in the process of trying to be taken over by a Singapore company. That will end up leading that company to be the, the first American broadcast company to be 100% owned by a foreign company. Now, remember, it's not just the radio stations. Cumulus also owns Westwood One Radio Network. Westwood One Radio Network. Let's see, what do they have here on this station? Um, we have, there's quite a few shows that we carry on, on this radio station that is from that network. The other network is Premier Radio Networks, which is owned by the IFART group, um, which again, Bain Capital. Um, evil company. So we have a real danger now that the influence, and, and of course I know some people go, oh, well, nobody really listens to radio. Here's the thing, 80 to 85% of Americans still listen to radio. And I know that's kind of like a shock. Some, a lot of people go, no, there's no way, but it is, it's true. That 80 to 85% of the American population still listens to radio on a regular basis. And here's another thing. Remember, all these little tiny white flags. We're not putting a giant white flag up of a surrender. It's small little ones that we are surrendering. You remember the, uh, the big thing that's been coming about about how we need to get rid of the AM radio band. We're going to shut it down. We're not going to put it in any of these EVs, and we're going to go against it, and we're going to shut it all down and everything. Why? Because I know you might be thinking to yourself, going, I don't remember the last time I listened to AM radio. Well, you know what? There's 85 million Americans that listen to AM radio every single day. 85 million. Now, I know you might think, oh, out of 360 million, that's not really. Look, here's the other problem. Is the vast majority of conservative talk radio is on AM radio. By the way, uh, some of the AM radio stations that are the big stations, these are radio stations that are actually called, look, I'm giving you a lot of this inside the soup thing, but you got to understand. 
They're called clear channel radios. And what clear channel means is it's a 50,000 watt AM radio station, which is like a monster signal. It's one of those, um, out of those CC stations that you can hear in New York and Boston, Washington, Chicago. Uh, and I think there's one in LA. There's only like five or six of them. But you can pick up one of the Boston stations or New York stations here in Florida on a nice cold night. That's how big these signals are. And all of those stations are owned by iFart, Cumulus, and Odyssey. Remember, Odyssey is being a hostile takeover by George Soros. You've got Cumulus, foreign company, wanting to buy it out. Cumulus owns Westwood One Radio Network which distributes at a little more than half of the talk radio um, uh, programs and platforms. The other one being Premier, owned by iFart. So you, you, you see these flags? All these little tiny flags now are becoming big, big, huge surrender flags. And think about it. What a great way to silence conservative talk radio. You get rid of the AM band. That gets rid of at least a dozen major talk stations across the country. Then you get somebody like George Soros who goes off and buys these other stations and go, you know what? The FM talk station over there in this market and that market, we don't need them. Let's get rid of them. Oh, you know what? As the owner of Westwood One Radio Network and the owner of Premier Radio Network, uh, you know what? We're going <sighs> to, sorry to all you guys, but we're going we're gonna to stop syndicating your shows. You want to talk about a, an ultimate way of doing some, some censorship. Just silence it all. And then you will have control. Because remember, 80 to 85% of Americans still listen to radio. They still get a lot of information from radio. So this is one of the dangers that we have gotten with these massive conglomerates. This radio station that I work for right here, locally owned. But because of the, uh, the, the catastrophe that has happened with these conglomerates, they've destroyed the industry from the inside. They destroyed all the careers. They've gotten rid of all the, the talented people. They've gotten rid of all of the really good part of the product. But they've also made it difficult for anybody to make money in the business. That's why it's hard for some of the small local companies to really survive. That's another reason, and, and not like I'm going into the sales pitch on this, but it's another reason for why you want to support the advertisers that you hear on locally owned stations. Because that's what keeps this going. I know that yesterday, during the show, I did make a mention of something that um, uh, I was getting ahead of some rumor control because it even hit me a little bit about it. So uh, if you missed out on that portion of the show yesterday, I will tell you about it real quickly. I've been doing this show now for four years. Friday is going to be the official 800th show that we have done here on this station. And I've talked about before how I do more for this company than just this show. You know, I'm also the, the station's operations manager, which I oversee the four stations within this group uh, with all the programming and everything else. And uh, yesterday I, I mentioned that I am stepping down from that role. That role, I'm only, uh, this, this show, the Brian Russ show is continuing. It's not stopping. We are going to be, um, we're going to be moving it to uh, a new studio. 
So if you watch it on Wimkin or Rumble in about a month or so, uh, it's going to look different. But other than that, nothing's changing. I am staying in the show. But I am leaving that role. And um, I am going to be going to work for uh, another aviation company. Uh, you know, with the other passion that I have. But the show, still doing it. But part of that is because, you know, you know that my medical stuff is just ridiculous. And it is so hard for a small local company to survive now because of what these big companies have done. And that's really the reason for why I have to, it's not that I hate the company, uh, no hard feelings or anything. It's just, it's a matter of survival for me. And that's the reason for why uh, I, I have had, have, have taken this step. I'm continuing to do this show and I'm continuing to do the show for a reason. And I can tell you, it's not to, uh, it's not to become super wealthy because that's not the case. But the way that we can help and support this type of stuff is when you hear the advertisers on these radio stations, things like, uh, you know, the print shop, locally owned company, you know, American Charlie's locally owned company. You know, you look at all these other things, uh, advanced eye care, uh, you know, the, uh, the garage door people. I mean, all these things, Wonderworks, the spice and tea exchange, all of these people are local companies that advertise on this show. And the best way to make sure that, a show like mine continues. Obviously, you want to listen to it. Obviously, you want to tell everybody, hey, you know, listen to this because we're fighting for the, for everybody. But if we don't have, like, the means to continue the show, you can't continue it. And that's one of the things that these major conglomerates are also really hoping. They're hoping that they can make life so incredibly difficult and impossible for small radio groups that they just can't survive. And if you get these big groups who own the distributors of all of the talk format, I mean, I, again, this, this station here, we have, off the top of my head, I think there's at least maybe seven, eight different shows that come from just one network and the rest of them are coming from the other network. So if you go in there and take over those networks, you can shut down talk radio. And that's not what we need. So we need to make sure that we support the advertisers that advertise in a show like this, uh, just so that we, uh, just so that we can survive, and that we don't fall victim to the white flag of surrendering America. And I really hope that the FCC uh, does look into the situation that is going on uh, with these big companies being taken over by foreign entities, people like George Soros. Because it'll be bad. They will have control of the messaging to 80 to 85% of America. It's a very scary thought. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russell Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Hi, I'm Rich Conley. I have glaucoma. So, of course, Dr. Ben Hasty at Advanced Eye Care is my eye doctor. Dr. Ben Hasty at Advanced Eye Care is the only fellowship trained, board certified glaucoma specialist in Bay County. So if you need to see an eye doctor, see the best eye doctor in town. Dr. Ben Hasty at Advanced Eye Care. Advanced Eye Care, changing the way you see the U.S. News and World Report has chosen Dr. Ben Hasty as one of the top 10% ophthalmologists in the entire United States and the only one right here in Bay County. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben Hasty here at Advanced Eye Care. 
Join your friends who've had LASIK or cataract surgery, and we'll change the way you see the world. Advanced Eye Care, changing the way you see the world. Give your business a facelift with a modern, consistent, creative brand overhaul from Curiosity Marketing Group. These days, it's not enough for your business just to have a standard website or a Google listing to reach your customers. Your business needs to stand out with eye-popping branding, modern web development, and strong marketing, and it takes a team to pull it all together. Words and websites matter. At Curiosity, we make the most of yours. Find out more at curiositymg.com. I used to fight almost on a daily basis working on my business website. I'm a pretty smart guy, but I could never get it to function the way I needed it to, and I was losing customers because of it. That's when I called Curiosity Marketing. They listened, they understood, we collaborated, and in the end, they delivered beyond my highest expectations. Now, I can barely keep up with the work. They say the future belongs to the curious, and now I'm excited about the future of my business. Find out more at curiositymg.com. If it needs to be said. That's what we're all thinking. We're talking about it. This is the Brian Russ Show. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. We got to take a break for news coming up here at the top of the hour. When we come back, I have one question for you because we hear this all the time. We hear all the time the free state of Florida. Florida, the free state. Come to Florida. We're the free state. Are we? Are we as free of a state that we thought we were? I think the answer to that is not as free as we once thought. We're going to go over some of that stuff coming up uh, after the the news break at the uh, the top of the hour. We got to take a break for news, though. We will be right back. This is the Brian Russell Show. You're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of The Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. I'm saying happy Wednesday because I want to try and stay as positive as I possibly can, but I'm a little ticked off. We talked about this yesterday with the new plan to um, to essentially have a private company come in and uh, essentially kind of control the speeding tickets through a school zone. Now, I get the concern about speeders in school zones. It ticks me off every time I see it. Every time I see some idiot driving through there, I either want to shoot at him or I want to pit maneuver him off the side of the road and take him out and beat him. I would never condone police violence, but in the situation of an idiot driving like a mad person or just an ignorant, oblivious moron through a school zone where you're driving, remember, they're 20 miles an hour and you drive through it at 35, 40 miles an hour. 
You have the potential of killing a kid. So you are hands down, fully classified, underlined, bold-faced, highlighted in hot, bright pink, an idiot. And you deserve to be pulled out of your car and beaten on the side of the road, tased a couple of little bits just there to uh, add a little bit to it, and let you sit there and think about what you did for a little bit. I'm all about that. And again, I would never encourage police violence. But in that case, officer, I will help you pull them out of the car and hold them down while you beat them. Bottom line, stop speeding through a school zone. And it's clearly a problem. It's clearly a problem that um, even so, according to the article that we read yesterday uh, regarding what it was reported, that um, even the police chief in Panama City didn't realize it was as bad of a problem, which that brings up other concerns if you didn't know that. But the bill that uh, that that now has allowed the um, private third-party company to have these cameras in a school zone, which, as we've had the clarification on this, that uh, it will be 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after the school zone is active. So now, as you know, school zone speed limit is only active during the time that the sign says. So if we have a company a third-party company, a private company that is going to be able to radar you and send you a speeding ticket for speeding through a school zone during that school zone. And now they're going to be able to do this outside of, granted, 30 minutes on either side, but regardless, you know, the time frame is the time frame and the school zone changes at a certain time. Again, you shouldn't be speeding through a, time, a school zone, period. We know that. But I found out that the bill that was passed last year, we didn't even know about this. And this, the things that I have discovered in the past couple of days is making me want to sit down now and completely go through every single bill that the House and the Senate in, the, in Tallahassee passed last year and is working on now. Because there's things that scratch in my head going, we are supposed to be the free state of Florida and there ain't anything that is free about half of this crap that the Republicans are passing in Tallahassee. I'm a little miffed. I'm a little miffed. I'm insulted. And I feel betrayed by our government. Ron DeSantis, who won this state in a huge margin, has even signed on all of these things. So the bill that we're talking about it's called the Enforcement of School Zone Speed Limits. First off, there's already a law on that. What, do we try to be Democrats where we have to make a law to enforce a law? Republicans in Tallahassee, what are you doing? I know that you're only there a short period of time, so you don't want to get a lot of stuff done, but pay attention to what you're doing. You're literally doing what Democrats do. Well, they're not, they're not enforcing that law, so we should pass a law to enforce the law that's not being enforced. That's essentially what this is. It's already illegal to speed through a school zone. So we pass a law that now allows a third party to be able to go off and ticket citizens for speeding and breaking a law. So we're using a third party now to a private company to, one, profit, because they get money off of this, profit and enforce the laws 
for us. Anybody else see some white flags going on here? We surrender. How long will that be until that party, that that, that individual private company is uh, sold or, oh God, we need to make some more money. We're not really making enough money. So let's really enforce these things a little bit. Let's tweak some things a little bit or better yet, let's sell the data. And that's a concern because, you know, everything nowadays is, is data. Data is like king. If you've got data, you can, you can make so much money. So who's to say that these companies won't sell the data um, to credit agencies, to background check places? All of a sudden, they're doing background checks for you to get that new fancy job that, you're gonna, that you've been waiting for and struggling for and really hoping that you can get. And all of a sudden, because uh, one time you uh, went through a speeding zone uh, and you got a $100 ticket that it ruins your life. I mean, that's a possibility. But the law, the, the bills was SB 588 and HB 657. It's called the Enforcement of School Zone Speed Limits. Here's the vote tally in the Senate. 35 voted yay, 3 voted nay. In the House, 95 voted against, or for it and 6 voted against it. By the way, both our local senator and uh, local representatives both voted yes for these. And like I said, going into the break at the top of the hour, there are already law firms across this state that are setting up to fight this for you. If you are a victim of a private company ticketing you for your $100 ticket or whatever, uh, the law firms are willing to go after it because they're saying it's not constitutional. By the way, the fine is generally $500. And you also get points against your license if you are stopped by a police officer, a law enforcement officer. And of course, with a law enforcement officer, when they stop you, there's also that flexibility. Excuse me, sir. Did you realize you just went, oh my God, I am so sorry. You know, hey, let me run your stuff. All right, you're not somebody who's a habitual doing this. You know, just slow it down going through there. Thank you, officer. With the private company, it's a $100 fine. And it doesn't take points across your, your driver's license. So what's the point? What is the point? And yes, good point. Uh, there, John, what about insurance? What are the chances are that car insurance will be able to get that data and look at it and go, oh, you're somebody that uh, one time you went through a school zone. And I don't know if anybody else has experienced this. I have. Uh, and it's it, um, not a good thing. I got a, uh, a notice one time for an unpaid toll. They were sending me the, the bill for, for paying a toll. And um, here's the problem. It was uh, in Miami at a time that I wasn't even in the state of Florida on a Range Rover that I don't even own. And I got this notification that, um, you know, I owe a toll. It was like 60 cents. It wasn't even that much. But still, I had to contact him and be like, um, hey, first off, wasn't in the state. Second off, I've never even been to Miami in my entire life. And most importantly, I don't own a Range Rover. So there's all kinds of problems with this idea of, a, of this company being able to do this. And again, overwhelmingly voted yes by both the Senate and the House here in Florida. It's the SB 588 and HB 657, the enforcement of school zone speed limits. 
And then we've got this one. We talked about this not too long ago. By the way, it has passed and has become law or will become law. And that's HB1. HB1. That's the first bill proposed in this session. And this is the one on social media. It is called the Online Protection for Minors Bill. The HB1. By the way, our local representation on this uh, split, Griff voted for it, Trumbull voted against it. It was signed into law just uh, five days ago. Governor Ron DeSantis decided that he was going to sign this five days ago. Remember, Governor DeSantis is the guy that sits here and goes on about parental rights. Democrats need to stay out of it. Companies need to stay out of it. We need to have the parents' rights. Okay, Governor, if you're going to sit here and tell us about parental rights, then it's the parental rights of a parent to be able to say, hey, I don't want you to be on social media. Hey, yes, you can be on social media. Hey, as the parent, okay, you've been on your phone for a little while. Why don't you put it down, give it a rest for a little while? Instead, we have the Republican-led government here in Florida and the Republican governor who touts about, oh, oh, it's all about parental rights, parental rights, parental rights. By the way, we're going to take something away from your children. Excuse me, what? If you read the bill, which is HB1, signed uh, on the 23rd of this month, goes into effect on 7-1 of this year. You read this thing. And... The definition of the, the social media, where it, uh, it talks about um, platforms that include anything with, with blogs, uh, picture share, I mean, it, just anything. So now the state of Florida, under the leadership of Ron DeSantis, who's all Mr. Parental Rights, except for in this particular case, you can't, either you're for parental rights or you're not. You can't go doing this picking and choosing thing. Now, I'm not a parent. This bill doesn't affect me directly, but it ticks me off. Because whether you like social media or not, whether you like uh, Facebook or not, whether you like Snapchat or not, whether you think TikTok should be banned or not, if you like one but don't like the other, doesn't really matter. Here's the problem. Our world is geared around social media. Yes, I understand that there's addictive qualities to it. I understand that there have been some people that have have uh, done some things based on social media and the bullying and stuff that has been bad. I totally get it. There is bad about social media. There's bad about everything. There's bad about walking down the street. There's bad about walking outside your front door and taking a deep breath of air. There's bad in everything. But we can't be having government telling us what they think is bad, what they think, and not care about you. This bill essentially makes it so that anybody under the age of 16 just can't have social media. And in a world that we live in where social media is king, and granted, Gen Xers, boomers, we're all like, hey, you know what? You need to get outside. Get on your bike, pedal down to your uh, friend's house, and uh, say hi to your friend and go out and play in the woods. We would love to see that come back. We would all, that's how we, ra we were raised. That's our lives when we were children. Today, it's not the same. 
And as a matter of fact, we, we sometimes would say, oh, you know, kids nowadays, they're not as social as we were when we were kids. BS. We had our network of friends. We all had like that five or six people that we hung around with all the time. Kids today, they have friends that they talk to all around the world. They have hundreds of people that are in their little friend network that they talk to, they chat, they learn about things, they share stuff. They're way more social than we ever were as children. And again, yes, there's some dangers with social media. I get it. There's some creeps that are out there. But you know what? Address the problems. If you've got people that are trying to lure children into sending photos, first and foremost, parents should be talking to their children saying, keep your clothes on. And then government should be going after the people that are going, hey, send me a picture, you know, spicy one. Grab them by their nads and throw them into a cell and leave them there. Occasionally coming in with a cattle prod. <laughs> but for government to go off and tell us, and there's more danger to this as well. And the Republicans, Jesus, man, pay attention to what you're doing. Think forward. Don't think in the now. Think forward. We are now saying that in Florida, our children under the age of 16 can't have social media. While the rest of the world has it. While the rest of the world revolves around it. There's reports out about and studies showing that after the, um, the COVID situation where we took all the kids out of schools, not so much of a problem here in Florida, but problems in other places where kids didn't have the interaction with all these people that they used to have, the face-to-face -face interaction. It caused problems. There was issues. We saw a high suicide rate because of the depression that happened with all that. Again, when you are in person, you have your network of friends. Five, six, seven, ten people, fifteen people. Social media, you have a whole world. You have things that people are learning on social media. There's informative things in social media, and the state of Florida has just said kids under 16 can't have it. I don't care what you say, parent. That is bad. That is bad in so many levels. Now, on the political side of that, you know what a uh, 14, 15, 13-year-old kid is going to be doing in a few years? Voting. Remember that when the parents now who want to have their kids to have this social media because they, uh, they, they teach their children right, and they're going to look at it and go, so the Republicans, are, are, they're not going to let me decide what I can and cannot give my child? Democrats want this state back badly. And if you think that the, the Democrats aren't going to use this against Republicans in the future, you're mistaken. And they're doing this in, a, in an election year. Right smack dab in an election year, social media gets taken away from these kids under the age of 16. How stupid are the Republicans in Florida? And how stupid is our governor to go along with it? We're supposed to be the free state of Florida. Now we're talking about censorship. You can't have that. And the, the definition that they went in on what is considered the social media platforms is ridiculous. I mean, it's just about everything. Why have a phone at this point? I mean, is somebody in this delusion that if we take this stuff away from kids that they're going to, what, start going, going outside now and playing outside and you know, using their imagination. Outside. No, it's not going to happen. 
This is a colossal mistake on behalf of the Republicans in Florida. But you know what? They're still not done. I was I was going through things last night. The, the bills that I was reading, oh my God, my, my blood pressure was going through the roof looking at some of the stuff that they were doing. We got the enforcement school zone thing, giving private companies the ability to enforce laws on citizens. Law firms lining up to go after this one. We have the banning of social media for kids under 16. Not good for the future of the Republican Party because they're not going to forget that. Not to mention, how's that going to hold back Florida kids from the rest of the world? What do you think? They're all just going to say, well, I guess I'm just going to have to read some books now. No. But there's another one that they're doing as well. And I'm, I've run out of time because I'm going to go into the next half hour, uh, the next segment, to go into this one a little bit more. And a new one that they've got, which has got another huge impact on the state of Florida. And that's the SB 106 and the HB 107. What are they? It is the nicotine products and dispensing devices bill. It's not a good bill. Now look, full disclosure. I have never in my life smoked a cigarette. I have never in my life uh, done tobacco chew. I have never done vape. I'm not into any of those. I don't like any of those. That is my personal choice. That's mine. I made the decision that I don't want to smoke cigarettes. I made the decision I don't want to chew tobacco. I made the decision I don't want to have vaping. That's me. I made that decision. I don't need anybody else telling me what I can and cannot do. And the Florida government is doing it with that. And it's going to have some not-so-pretty effects that are negative on the state of Florida, including a great deal of money. But these are just three things. Three. Because I know that I didn't have that much of a show today to get into more of this stuff. But I was going through all these other bills that are being proposed, and I don't know what the hell Tallahassee is doing right now. I said this before, I'll say it again. I don't care if our politicians go to Washington, to Tallahassee, and don't do anything. Because doing nothing sometimes is better than actually doing something. And the doing something that we are discovering right now And it really has me ticked off because this is against what the Republicans say they're doing. And when we have the governor and we have Republicans that are out there saying, we're the free state of Florida, but we're going to regulate all kinds of stuff. We're going to tell you what you can and cannot do. We're also going to have a, we're going to allow private companies to enforce laws to go after you. That is not freedom. And right now, the Republican Party of Florida should be embarrassed by that. And we should be embarrassed by Ron DeSantis on that. And you look at some of the other things that Ron DeSantis has done. Now that we're kind of seeing him in a little bit of a different light, we we got some problems. Am I talking about raising taxes on tobacco? No, there's something completely different on that. Uh, Like I said, I was running out of time. So I'm going to have to wait until after the break is over uh, to actually get into that. I'm going to get into it because it's got a a big impact. And it's uh, again, it's not just taxes. Not raising taxes on tobacco, hoping that um, 
you know, you will, uh, you'll quit. If we, uh, if you charge enough, maybe they'll quit. No, it's not like that. Completely different. Hang on. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. This On The Fly segment on The Brian Rush Show is brought to you by On The Fly, a new concept bistro and caterer located in the heart of PCB. From savory grab-and-go lunches to Firefly's fresh sushi, available for dining in or catering. Add fresh breads and sweet desserts made daily. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, happy Wednesday. You know, I think... (laughs) When we get, when we move to our new studio, I'm going to get a chair that doesn't fall down. Every time I I sit in this chair, it's like, well, first off, I mean, I could probably lose a little bit of weight. That might help a little bit, but I'm going to get a chair that, that stays at the height that it's supposed to. That's, it's going to be one of the priorities. So when we move to our new studio in the next month, that's going to be, um, that's going to be a priority. Anyhow, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for listening today. I, I really am fired up about this whole thing with, with uh, the bills that we are seeing passed in Tallahassee. I mean, we, we can't be called the free state of Florida, state of freedom, uh, the, the state where woke goes to die, the state where par- parental rights are the, the, the number one priority and we got to make sure the parents have the rights only to take rights away from parents, only to allow a private company to go ahead and ticket you instead of letting law enforcement do, do that. A couple other valid points. Somebody said, what, is this like a step to start defunding the police? What do we need the police for? Well, have private companies do it. Another person uh, messaged me and said, well, what about the, the chances of people not ever paying the ticket because all the junk mail and scams that we get all the time, if you start getting a, uh, a letter that says, hey, you went through a school zone, you owe us 100 bucks." I mean, who's going to pay it? Valid points. And then what happens to you? Do you get your driver's license suspended or what? Or is it just nothing? Are we just wasting money and time and effort on all this? Or uh, does this company now get to put you into collections, which affects you even so many problems with this? I mean, the, the, the level of problems with that particular bill which again, that, that bill is the SB 588 and the HB 657, the Enforcement of School Zone Speed Limits. Which part of this, by the way, is also that they're going to distribute the money. So the money will be distributed to, I believe it was the school system, the state, uh, the city, and then the company. A hundred bucks. So what, everybody gets 25 bucks? Uh, that's not the case, by the way, because the way that those, those fees are set up, like on a regular speeding ticket, if a cop pulls you over, you know, you get pulled over in Lynn Haven and you think to yourself, oh, great. You know, here's Lynn Haven out there trying to make money for themselves. No, not really. The percentage of the money that Lynn Haven or Panama City or Panama City Beach or Parker or Springfield, the, the amount of money that that city actually gets out of the ticket that they just wrote for you is the smallest percentage. The rest of it all goes, you know, to like the state. So the city doesn't even get that much money. And the city is the one that has to put up all of the, uh, all of the work for it. They've, they've got to hire and pay the police officer. The police officer has to put themselves in danger. Uh, the city's got to have their officers going into danger. Uh, the, the, police, uh, the city's got to pay for the, the police car to go after it. I mean, and what do they get out of it? Hardly anything. 
So now we're going to reduce the fine and then split it up four ways. And again, the state, you know, is going to get the majority of that. So what is it going to be like? 50 cents goes to the city or something? 50 cents to the school? I mean, how many people do you have to stop? I know that we have a problem with people uh, excessively going through the uh, uh, school zones. And apparently the limit is 10 miles an hour. So if you're 10 miles an hour over the limit uh, going through a speed zone, then that's when you will get hit with that $100 ticket that uh, is done by a private company that is split up between four entities and uh, also doesn't affect your driver's license. But again, the level of questions that need to be answered, and even if they're answered, I don't trust them. I really don't. If, if we were to get out there and ask the question, okay, so the data that will be collected uh, about whether or not, um, you know, I got a ticket for going through a, a school zone is that data going to be available to be sold? Will insurance companies be able to get that data? Will background company checks be able to get that data? Is this data going to affect me down the road? If I don't pay it, is it going to go to a credit agency? A lot of questions to be asked. And of course, you know the answer to all that is going to be, oh, no, that won't happen. Well, that won't happen. Right, sure. Because everything that we do now, every app you have on your phone, your phone itself, the phone company, all of this stuff, all of that data that is collected on you, they don't just collect it and put it in a warehouse someplace. And then, you know, when, uh, when you mention, hey, I'm looking for a new truck and they send you truck ads, it's sold. By the way, this is not even a new practice. This is something that's gone on for a very, very long time. You know, when you go and get like um, magazine subscriptions, you know, that that used to be data as well that they would send out. You know, they'd be like, oh, Brian subscribed to, the, uh, you know, the, the New York Times. Well, he must be kind of a liberal. So let's go ahead and send him some uh, some ads for a bunch of liberal leaning uh, magazines. Oh, look at that. I never even thought about getting that magazine. Thanks. Where'd that come from? Oh, it's because you uh, you ordered the New York Times. That's how that worked for many, many years. And now it's in a digital form. So it continues on. But here's something that I'm ticked off about as well. And this is, this is a problem with, the, with the, the free state of Florida and all of these regulations and these mandates and everything else that they're doing. There's a new bill that's going through uh, the House and the Senate. It's SB 106 and HB 107. And it is on nicotine products and dispensing devices. It's a 27-page bill. And, of course, yes, I've read it. Uh, it's, it's confusing as all get out to read it. Um, and again, it's one of these, they're trying to control products. They want to have a directory of products. They want to be able to control what you can and cannot, uh, you know, sell. And of course, remember that, and again, it doesn't matter if you are a supporter of nicotine products or not. I am not. I, I, I don't support it. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. But you know what? I'm not going to tell you you can't just because I don't want to. Again, that's my decision to not do these things. And I'm not going to tell you you can't. As long as it doesn't affect somebody's el somebody else, whatever. You be you, boo-boo. That, that is what freedom is. Freedom is allowing you to be you. Freedom is not telling you that, okay, I know that the FDA has actually approved this, but uh, we're going to tell you no. 
Some of the things that are at risk with this, uh, this new bill, the nicotine products and dispensing devices bill, which again, SB 107 or SB 106 and HB 107. Some of the things at risk include thousands of jobs because it will affect the companies that distribute these things, the stores, and we see them all over the place here. There's, there's vape stores all over the place. Uh, it would also affect like the gas stations that sell the products. And, other, and granted, are there some of them that are probably not very safe? I mean, are they even safe at all? Probably not. But again, it's your choice. If you want to vape, vape. I mean, I can see the whole thing with, all right, hey, uh, no vaping in a restaurant because it affects those that don't want to vape. And again, it goes into that. I shouldn't have to uh, suffer something because you want it. So I get that. If you want to vape, go outside. I'm not going to tell you you can't vape. Just go outside. That's reasonable. But to get down the road to tell you what you can and cannot have, that's not reasonable. And it's also not freedom. This is a problem. In addition to that, this, with the thousands of jobs that can be affected throughout the state of Florida, it also has a financial impact, which is being estimated right now at $1.5 billion with a B 1.5 billion dollars for an economic impact on the state of Florida why because our leaders want to tell us what we can and cannot have screw you it's our decision if 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 we want to have vape things and especially if it, if the FDA came out and said whoa not that one because uh it definitely causes cancer and it does this it's really bad for you you know on that one okay that's the FDA's thing to, to look at things and make sure they're safe. But if the FDA is approving it, the state of Florida has no right, no business to tell you and I that we can and cannot have it. Period. End of discussion. But clearly it's not. But in addition to that $1.5 billion economic impact that has the potential and thousands of jobs, it also has an impact on small business owners. Remember, small businesses, that is a, a, the backbone of a country. Our conservative Republicans will tell us to us all the time, oh, we're going to support the small business. Well, maybe not that one. That's not freedom. That's not the free state of Florida when you decide who you're going to pick and choose. It's not the free state of Florida when you're going to sit here and tell us what we can and cannot have. This is going through uh, the Appropriations Committee, the Appropriations Committee on Agriculture, Environmental, and, Govern and General Government uh, that just went through that on February 20th, so about a week ago. Out of the 10 members that voted for it, uh, nine actually voted for it out of the 10. The only one that did not um, was Jay Trumbull, and he didn't vote for it or against it. He just didn't vote on it. But it also is uh, it's creating this uh, nicotine dispensing device directory. Again, deciding what you can and cannot have. Even if the FDA says, hey, yeah, that, eh, you know, probably is bad for you. Probably cause birth defects. Uh, probably cause cancer. Put a little label on that thing right there. But, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess we approve of it. So who's the state to tell us that we can't? And, of course, who submitted these things? Oh, those damn Democrats. Nope. Senate bill was uh, was introduced by Senator Ke Keith Perry, which, by the way, I've put in for an inter interview request uh, with the senator to talk about this bill. We'll see if we get a response. In the House, it was uh, Toby Overdorf. 
I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but when you have a stupid bill like this and it's proposed by a guy named Toby Overdorf, picked on in school, weren't you? Um, and the other one on the House side was uh, Robert Brackett. So those three are the ones, all Republicans that have proposed this bill, yet another bill uh, to continue with the free state of Florida. These are just three bills. Like I said, last night I was going through the list and the, the number of things that I saw that, that were being proposed, that are going through committees. Look, Republicans in, in Tallahassee, you don't have to be Democrats. You don't have to think that you have to control every little thing that the state of Florida does. And remember, the social media thing, you're pissing off the future base of your voters. That's who you're upsetting. When the whole TikTok ban came through in Washington, D.C., the age that, that was a very dangerous age uh, for saying, no, you can't have this. Oh, we got to ban TikTok because of China. Uh, there's so many other things we need to ban, too, if that's going to be the, the standard that we're going to apply. But there was about 50, 60 million Americans between the ages of 16 and 24 that used the app. This is Gen Z. This is the, the next up-and-coming block of voters that the Republicans and Democrats have got to fight to get. Because if you don't win them over, the other side will. And you're telling kids at the age of 16, 17, that um, you can't have TikTok. Well, it's my favorite app. That's, I like having that. It's, it's where I, I make money because I'm also doing content creation and, and I'm making money. It's not the spicy stuff. It's just the other stuff and they're making money. So you mean to tell me that you're going to take this away from me? How about when I turn 18, I don't vote for you? By the way, at the time of that, all of those 16 and 17-year-olds are now becoming of age to vote in November. And if the Florida Republicans don't think that these kids under 16 aren't going to remember this, because the Democrats will remind them. The Democrats will be all about that every election season as we start getting a new batch of voters. Hey, you remember when the Republicans said that you couldn't have that? We don't support that. We're all about you. I mean, they'll be lying through their teeth about it, but they'll still say it. It's the way they do their messaging. They lie. But you know what? It's going to be a lie that's going to be easy to go with. Oh, yeah, you're right. I remember when I used to have all these friends all over the place and I used to be able to see all these things and learn this stuff on social media. Now I can't because, oh, it was the Republican. I'm not voting for them. Future of the state of Florida, it's going to go from maroon to almost a, a dark, deep navy blue. Keep it up. Just keep it up. We don't need politicians to tell us how to run every aspect of our life. Stay out of it. And again, these are three bills that I've won over. And it's only the three. Like uh, Keith Perry. If you go to his page uh, on the, uh, the Florida Senate page, you can actually, it's like this with every single um, member of, uh, of, the, of the Senate or the House up in, in Tallahassee. And even in Washington, same thing. You go to a congressman page, you, there's a button where you can click on to see all of the bills that they have introduced or are co-sponsors on. This Perry dude, it's like, are, do you have something to prove? 
I mean, really, do you have something? There's a reason for why we have just the two small sessions that go on in Tallahassee and that we don't have them year round. I mean, there had to have been 20 plus bills that he's sponsored and co-sponsored. And some of the stuff is just stupid. It's like, what are you doing? You know what I would rather have all of our representatives and senators do? I would rather have them come back and go, look, Democrats wanted to push all this stuff to regulate you. And I fought for keeping Florida a free state. And we didn't do those things. We stayed away from all that stuff. As a matter of fact, we didn't really do a whole lot. We balanced the budget to make sure that, uh, you know, we've got all the services that we need. We, uh, you know, did a couple of things here and there. Uh, we addressed some things with the insurance. And that's something that matters to us. But they're wasting time and resources on things like, let's regulate nicotine devices. Let's go ahead and have private companies enforce laws. Let's take social media away from kids. No, focus on the things that actually impact Floridians. Like our freedom and like parental rights and parental choice. By the other way, the other thing for Republicans across the board, all Republicans that are running for office need to stay away from because this is what's crush, crushing them is the, the abortion thing. Stay away from it. And I said that a long time ago. I was like, you watch the Democrats are going to use that as something as a battering ram to go after the Republicans and the Republicans will fall right into that trap. And they've been doing that all over the country. Stay out of it. Just do what is right. And telling us what we can and cannot have, that's not right. That's tyrannical. Stay the hell out of it. Okay, we got to take a quick break coming up here. Uh, at the top of the hour, by the way, we do have uh, Jason from Winkin.com talking about freedom social media we're going to talk with him about that plus uh, get his take on CPAC he was up there for that last week but for lunch today remember we got to support our small businesses especially the local ones for lunch go check out On The Fly they're right there on the beach in the shops at Edgewater right next to Firefly and you're going to get a lot of the delicious things that you would normally get at Firefly you'll get that On The Fly their sandwiches their soups their salads of course, associates so much more. Go check that out. Check them out online on theflypcb.com. Hang on. We got to take that break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russell Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Now. Ladies and gentlemen. Get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches. This is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch. And doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to hour number three of the show. Good morning. Thanks so much for waking up with us today. And I uh, want to welcome back to the show my buddy from Wimkin.com, especially now that you guys are back up and running. Jason Shepard, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. And you guys must be doing great because of the fact that, um, you know, for those that uh, that watch the show on Wimkin, it was it obviously didn't happen yesterday because you guys were doing some serious upgrades, which I guess means... Uh, you guys grown a little bit, huh? Oh yeah. I mean, we have to, we have to anticipate this. So yesterday, um, we were supposed to try, we were trying to be done by 6am. Uh, so, you know, obviously for your show, of course, right. yeah, but, that, um, that was the whole reason you know, I know, but realistic, 
<laughs> well, we, we started the project at about 15 after midnight Eastern time, and mm-hmm. uh, we didn't think it would take as long, but we ran into some issues. And, you know, when you're clustering databases and things, I know this is going to bore everybody, but, you know, if you do one wrong line of code or anything you're working on on tables, right. uh, if you have one, if you have one error, you can crash your entire system, you can corrupt everyone's data, and you can also at the same time, you know, Brian, all your shows could have been disappeared if we did one thing wrong yesterday. So it's extremely sensitive work. Yeah. And, um, you know, we wanted to make sure, obviously, we did it right. But we made room for about 10 million new users yesterday uh, nice. that won't impact the platform and, you know, up to bandwidth. And, um, yeah, it just took a lot longer than they expected, but we had, obviously, to do it right. And the Wimkin family, as you know, they are very, very understanding, and they understand they are. what we've gone through in terms of our fights and our, you know, the battles and wars that are waged against us. And, uh, you know, what we did yesterday was, was ramp us up and beat us up to where, you know, we're, I don't want to say untouchable because, you know, even the most, you know, you have the Department of Defense, which is probably the <laughs> most secure in the world, you can get into that. So, well, um, I mean, look, actually, something a little joke I'm when it comes to all of that is that uh, trying to connect with you this morning. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, what oh, I, yeah. was it all the smack talk that I was doing on government? And all of a sudden, uh, my calls were getting rejected. I'm like, did Jason break up with me? I mean, do, was it something I said? Was it? But yeah, I mean, you you, you got to be careful of all that stuff. I mean, you just never know. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys are, um, you know, are on top of that. You're ahead of it. You're not pulling the the AT&T thing. But uh, you guys have gone through hell. Uh, you know, that there's no secret. You and I have talked about that before um, with how the, uh, the system, uh, and I don't mean the system as in the system you guys are running on, but the, the political system, they really push back on you guys a lot. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, you know, we, we've dealt with it all the way down, believe it or not, to um, the U.S. Postal Service. I mean, there's um, – and your listeners can certainly take a look at this. But if they Google or whatever Internet search, that, you know, engine that they use, if they just type in the letters I-C-O-P as an I-C-O-P and type in Wimkin after that, uh, you will see how they scrutinized our platform posts. And to this day, I know they watch our mail because, you know, we have some things that we send out and uh, – we send them to the exact same addresses, and you know when these people don't get them, we end up. But yeah, it's it's something that all levels of government have tried to hit us. Obviously, the Select Committee, um, the USDOJ, not for anything that we were doing in terms mm-hmm. of you know any type of criminal acts or anything, but they wanted to investigate the House Select Committee. You know, on January six, wanted information on every single platform user that we you know did not comply with. So I'm sure right. we're even worse on a list. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, uh, the whole idea that you guys want to be like uncensored free speech. I mean, how dare you? Uh, you know, that's yeah. going up against the man, up against the system. And you know that you got to be uh, harboring all of those MAGA Trump people. So, you know, we, we need to have Adam. That's all there is to it. Um, it's it's well, insane. Well, I mean, you've heard, we've heard people say for, you know, five years, six years now that if you're a Trump supporter, we're coming for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no doubt about that. And obviously when, you know, January 6th happened, which, you know, they call it an insurrection, I call it common sense. Yeah. But, um, you know, there was a there walking was tour is what it was. Actors there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was certainly a few bad actors there. Things got out of hand for a few individuals. But, you know, the prosecutions on the level that they brought and, you know, the, the FBI plants and things that happened there, there's no doubt about it. You know, when you have Capitol Police taking selfies with individuals when they're opening the door for them to come in, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it just, you can't refute that, yeah. but you know, it, it's still, it still hurt us extremely bad, you know, with the fact we got on the government radar and we got in 
I think, 211 uh, countries in terms of syndicated posts and articles and TV shows, how we were domestic terrorists because we allowed people to organize that on our platform. So, yeah, the, the scrutiny is high. There's no doubt about it. I've been called domestic terrorist. I've been called probably anything under the sun. Somehow I'm racist, too, which I don't understand. Well, that's just but, a default. Um, I mean, if you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not falling in line with Joe Biden, you're just racist. I mean, it's... I mean, it's, 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 like, oh. it's tramp stamped right on the back of all of us. It's a racist. Um, yeah. If it's, you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Even that's though, right. You know, the democratic party, oh. all they do is prey on these individuals and minorities and keep them, you know, in an oppressed yeah. you know, world, so to speak. I mean, and I, when I try to talk to people about that aspect, so to speak, you know, um, Kim Klasik had an incredible uh, campaign, how she walked through the ghetto and she was like, Hey, has anything changed in the last 60 years? You've been voting for Democrats. And you look at it. You look at Chicago. You look at New York City. I mean, it's only getting worse. These people want them there. They want them to be dependent on government. Mm -hmm. And it, it's time. You're seeing it with the black vote with uh, Trump right now. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's fantastic to see that the people said, you know what, life was better under him. Yeah. And so you know, you get back to that. You're not really even just seeing it like on, on the voting aspect. I mean, I I self admit that I've got a social media addiction problem, and I am I literally am on social media like 40 plus hours a week. I mean, when I get Call the report Reiner. from my phone, uh, you know, it's I got a problem. I definitely got a problem. You, but, you're the Carl Reiner. You, you love you love the Carl Reiner posts. I know that. <laughs> oh, God, do I Twitter. ever. So it's like I'm, I'm on so many of them. And half the time I'm like flipping back and forth between two different ones and, and reposting and, all, and reading stuff. But what I see all the time, and, and this is probably another reason for why, you know, the left really hates a lot of the stuff with social media and, and want to kind of control it, is I actually see the posts of, of people, and I'll, I'll click on their profile, and you don't see anything really prior to this, but they start doing things like, you know, I'm tired of being treated this way. You know, I, I'm totally supporting yeah. Trump. And there are people that would not normally you would think would be conservative or anything. So there's so many people that are waking up in this country when it comes to that. I think probably not enough. I mean, we uh, we now have a problem here in Florida. And I, and I talked to you about this um, a couple of weeks ago when I first saw about it. Um, and I don't know if you even had a chance to look at it, but it's now going into law. And that's Florida's HB1 which is the online protection for minors where essentially they're, mm -hmm. they're taking away social media and, and the, 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 the definition that they have is anything that has any sort of a blog kind of format. Um, they're taking it away from anybody under the age of 16. It's like, this is a Republican run state. It's supposed to be the freedom state. And look at what we're dealing with here. It only makes you wonder what's going down in some of these ultra liberal states. If they're going to do that here in Florida. Yeah, I mean, we, we say what you want about DeSantis as, you know, a person that's running against uh, a, the most popular GOP candidate maybe of all time um, and obviously the most polarizing. But, you know, he's an incredibly capable and, and in my opinion, a fantastic governor. So, um, you know, he he stated that, hey, you know, I'm going to look at this. I feel like it, it could be unconstitutional. But, you know, he's at least going to, from what I understand, dissect it and say, OK, this is either okay or this is not okay what we are seeing in other other states is it, it makes a little bit more common sense to me brian is um you know okay parents just need to be involved in their social media the kids social media if they're under 16 or under 18 mm -hmm. you know and and i still that's a good idea with that. now as, as as far as the you know government coming and saying hey you can't have a blog if you're under 16 years old okay why yeah, you know, you got to you got to justify this. You have to say, hey, why isn't this draconian? Um, you know, and I don't know that many fifteen-year-olds that are out there, 
you know, heavy into politics yeah. and changing narratives with, um, you know, vaccine issues, you know, all the big censorship topics. So, you know, I don't know what it is. If anything, what they should be doing is looking at the Snapchats and looking at those apps to where, mm-hmm. you know, we have predatory pedophiles preying on kids. Yeah. And you, That's you know, the only thing that I would say. Go there. Yeah. And I, I openly admit that there's there's dangers in social media. There's obviously addictions to it. And, you know, there can be distractions. And I totally get that. But it seems like they're 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 trying to fix the problem by throwing away everything you know throw the baby right out with the bath yeah. water rather than yeah. you know looking at the fact that oh the water's too hot maybe we should put some cold water in there or something so it's like we do have these problems with these predators that are out there that are going after kids you know obviously with snapchat that's one of the big ones where they're uh, they're they're constantly mm-hmm. trying to get the spicy photos and and kids fall into yep. that which goes to the Two things. One, parents should really be working with their kids to let them know, keep your pants on. You know, don't be sharing these photos yeah. with people, nope. even if people you know don't share them with that. But where's the government going after the these sick individuals that are preying on children to get the spicy photos of them? I mean, in my opinion, grab them by the throat and catapult them off into the ocean. Yes, I totally agree with you. And let's get into that real quick because we saw just recently – Mark Zuckerberg stand up and he apologized to individuals uh, that, you know, um, their, their children were hurt, mm-hmm. harmed, uh, killed themselves. A lot of different things happened in that situation. Now, you know, he, he stood up and he apologized. I'm, I'm certainly, hopefully that was genuine in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But, you a lot know, of criticism over the apology. The questions of, well, yeah, and, but he, he can't answer questions that are being asked about him. Say, how many people clicked on something that warned them there could be child sexual abuse in this photo? Oh, I don't have those statistics. Yeah, but you know what? You you and I, Brian, can talk right now about let's just bring up something off the wall. Uh, lawnmowers. Okay, you and I are talking about lawnmowers on this phone call. If you and I go on our Facebook in about two or three minutes after this interview, mm-hmm. we might get a bunch of ads for lawnmowers. Right. So if you have that type of technology, it blows my mind. And then I'm just going to touch one more thing upon that. The Twitter files. Now, yeah. everybody knows there was rampant, rampant uh, aspects and, and subgroups and all these things on, on Twitter with child pornography. I mean, mm-hmm. millions and millions of images. Well, the FBI ended up having residency in Twitter, which was proven through Matt Taibbi's uh, Twitter files with Musk, and they didn't do anything about that. All they cared about was, hey, who's talking about Hunter Biden? Who's yeah. trying to slander the Biden administration? They don't care about kids. They don't care about that plague, and we saw that with you know, them shuffling around those, uh, those whistleblower um, you know, IRS and also uh, you know, FBI agents. Um, from the child pornography area to, to work on these different type of cases or, you know, when they're actually doing something, they'll shuffle them all around the world. And uh, it, it's a, it's unbelievable to me that they don't care about that. And that's what the online security number one should be is protect your kids. Right. It absolutely should. I mean, I, I get it that kids are going to try and do whatever they want to do. And I know that there's this push around everywhere for, you know, every social media platform to do age verification which is kind of a joke. I mean, it's like, how do you do age verification? You know, what are you going to do? You have to scan a, a copy of your driver's license to prove that you're, you know what, big deal. I've got an older brother. I go grab his license and I scan it and I upload it and okay, verified that I'm 18. You know, it's like, it's, it's like an almost impossible thing to do this age verification thing, but they go off like, oh my God, we just got to do the age verification and then everything's going to be great. It's like, no, go after the problem. And it seems the government just doesn't want to do that. Instead, they just want to take everything away from us. And like I pointed out earlier in the show that, you know, social media, 
regardless to what you feel about it as a whole or what you feel about platform A or platform B, social media is a huge element in the life of the majority of this planet at this point. And it's not mm-hmm. something that's going to go away, no matter what your moral values are, no matter what high horse you want to be on and, and say we need to get up, get rid of it. It's not going anywhere. So the, the idea no, that it, they keep trying not. to control it, um, that should scare the hell out of everybody. Yeah, and you know what? You hit on you hit it on the head there about the ID factor. Now, one thing I do want to tell you, and obviously your listeners as well, is so if someone does upload that ID for their brother, you know, if that brother has already uploaded that ID, the system will catch that. That's mm-hmm. how crazy artificial intelligence and, and recognition and image recognition is at this point in, in time. So that's a scary thing in its own right, first and foremost. Right. But secondarily, you know, one of the things that I think, I mean, obviously Trump was going to win this nomination, but when Nikki Haley said every single person on social media should have to verify, yeah. oops, yeah, mistake. Yeah, big that was a mistake. big mistake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get yeah. I get kind of, well, I want to I give the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I get the, the principle of the idea of that, you know, some people shouldn't be hiding behind fake things and then causing problems. But, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't, need to, we don't need to go down that road. And if you want to be a little anonymous online, that's fine. And, but we, we, just, we, need sure. to, we need to address the, the problems and the issues. Like when there is bullying online, how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's, right. there's got to be solutions to that. And, and it shouldn't be that, you know, oh, well, my kids on Facebook or on Wimpkin or on Snapchat or whatever, they're getting uh, harassed by kids at school. So shut down those platforms. It's like, okay, of all I the have, people that are on them, you know, it's, what's your theory? Because yeah. I got one too. Here's mine. Wipe out CRT and start teaching, teaching social media safety. Whoa. Plain and simple at schools. Isn't that isn't that groundbreaking? <laughs> Teaching responsibility, Jason. What are you thinking? I yeah. just gave you chills, didn't I? You did. I mean, I thought it was cold in the studio, and I just <laughs> it went right down the spot. But you're right. I mean, that, that's one of those things. Let, let's teach. Let's have the parents, you know, show the responsibility of that. That and when you know, if there's online bullying, there's bullying in a school too. And we've seen this for so long, oh, yeah. going way before social media has gotten hold in society like it has. We've seen this, and we've also seen where the bullies never get in trouble. But when the kid finally snaps, you know, it's the kid's fault for, uh, you know, attacking the bully or, you know, it's the kid's fault because the kid committed suicide. It's like, let's address Mm -hmm. the real issue instead of just trying to take away the stuff. Because look, there are so many people on on these platforms. And and I know that we can talk about, you know, TikTok, oh, the China. Well, let's look at Google, what Google does for, for data mining and all the things that they do wrong. It's like, Let's talk about the real sources of, of the problem and not just take it away from everybody because that could just be very dangerous. You know what? And Brian, like I'm sitting here thinking about this. You know, I, I learned a lot in school. There's no doubt about that. I, I really enjoyed my time in school. Um, I'm talking about, you know, right now in my, in my thought process, I'm talking about maybe sixth or seventh grade, though, is when I think it was the most pivotal. We had an incredible health teacher that taught us about, hey, don't be an idiot, essentially. Don't go out there and have unprotected sex. If you really want to do that, you can protect yourself in this manner. Mm-hmm. Do not use drugs. He told us, you know, stories about, you know, he was a, a very esteemed uh, wrestling coach, and he, he told us about stars that, you know, one guy took LSD that he was in school with, and he jumped off the back of the bleachers and ruined his whole entire life by that. You know, really real stories that stuck with you. So when you go out there, and you, if you had somebody actually teach this, because Everybody, social media controls children's lives, you yep. know, and controls a lot of adults' lives. Let's yep. be honest here. 
and you're seeing these people every single day, and it's a battle for popularity. So if you can start with something like that and say, hey, listen, you know, every, you guys are going to be together for the next six, seven years, whatever, whatever grade you're in at this point in time. It's really very good idea to get along with everybody. You know, this is, there's so much hate that can just fester over time, and this is where these things happen, and the bullying happens. And, you know, when, when we were in school, there was no social media. So, you know, this was going out to maybe six or seven people. If you had something viral happen, it was somebody maybe posting something on a locker or writing someone right. you know, something somewhere. But in these cases, some of these things get 10 to 15 to 20 million views, and I don't know many teenagers that actually would be able to handle that and yeah. be able to shake that off. Yeah, that, so, that's a know, tough thing to deal with. Yeah, if you, if you seriously could, you know, get, and also that kind of wrecks their entire future for mm-hmm. college and whatever else they want to do. So, um, you know, if you could teach a course like that 100% in state, yeah, I think it's very important. It's the most important thing these kids are utilizing nowadays. No critical race theory. I don't need to know about transgender and what sex I could be. The 17,641 right. genders. And, <laughs> sexual preferences that are out there. Let's teach something that actually matters and will keep children safe. Yeah. I mean, having an online safety class uh, to be taught, that's even if it's a course that you only do every once in a while, um, you know, that that's probably a brilliant idea to do because we got to teach them that. I mean, social media is not going to ever go away unless we have an electronic pulse bomb that takes everything out. Um, you know, and it'll probably still even come back. Uh, so it's not going away. It's part of our lives. It's part of our, our culture now. Uh, but we, we've got to take those measures, uh, to keep things safe. And, you know, uh, we're, by the way, we're talking with, uh, Jason Shepard from Wimpkin.com, which by the way, is the, uh, the big host for the, uh, the, the video show of this, uh, of, of the Brian Rush show. Um, and we got such a great following on there too. Uh, and I, and I love the platform. Uh, it's a great platform. You, you, I never get the censorship thing, but you know, the other thing that I get or I don't get, um, I get it for like once in a great while, but it's like you get that one hit and it's gone. Um, and that's kind of that, that bot thing. The, uh, Hey baby, I'm a sexy hot girl in your neighborhood. How are you? You guys see, <laughs> you guys seem to be really good at, at eliminating that Facebook, despite the fact that they've told us that they've hired more people than the FBI for our safety and security online. Um, yep. every day I get about a hundred of those things, but you guys are doing a really good job. Let's talk about the safety that you guys have on Wimpkin, what you're doing for safety to keep everybody, uh, everybody good. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, so essentially everybody who signs up for Wimpkin, it is looked at by an, um, a manual person. So you're not having, you know, automatic approval on things. So we have a uh, first and foremost, uh, it's, it's just common sense. Bots cannot upload photos in a, in a manner that they want to. When we take that photo upload, requirement off um you know it's just anything when a user signs up for wimkin they can upload a picture of the wall it just has to be something that they 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 upload manually and i I can um, attest to that too by the way because you and i were sitting at dinner uh and you were doing that mm -hmm. you were showing me so i I know for a fact that that is what you guys do which is awesome yeah no i mean it's something first and foremost that wards off the box and you know, it's kind of funny. Last year at last year's CPAC, which was literally just about one year ago, obviously, um, since we were just at this site CPAC. But you know, I had literally probably a hundred people say, "Hey, can you get back on Twitter?" Because you know, now that Musk bought it, you won't have that, that the issues that you had. You won't lose your account. And first and foremost, I still can't get my account that had seven hundred thousand followers back. But secondarily, you know, Musk said, "Hey, I removed literally half of this. Half of this platform was bots." But you know what? Since I've used that, I might have done about 100 posts, and I have over 1,000 bots that have messaged me uh, through that system. So, you know, that's one thing that we don't want. We don't want people getting harassed. Now, our system is not perfect, 
There's some people that mask their IP addresses very well. There's some mm-hmm. people that, you know, certainly um, they, they can play off the patriotic angle. They can, you know, utilize photos that they've already searched on reverse image searches, and there's no record of it. So, you know, they, those people can get past us, but it's so few and far between to where, you know, you're not going to have those bots every day saying, hey, what's going on? Or, hey, you know, and speaking to you in what they think is English. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, um, I love you know, that. It's just yeah, it's just honestly, it, we we want that. We want to make we verify IP addresses just to make sure that people are saying where they're from is where they're from. So, yeah, we are by far the most cleanest platform in that regard. Um, you know, we would love to have everyone just be able to be approved. It would take it would make our days and lives very easy. But mm-hmm. you know, once we honestly take that requirement off for the photos, we honestly probably every single I'd say hour we get ten thousand sex bot signups. So Gosh. we we just can't have that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are, are doing something at Wimkin.com to uh, to avoid that. And I think you guys are doing a great job with it. However, the, speaking about the bots, I mean, if you wanted the real thing, I did notice that you guys did um, you guys did start another little service. I don't know if you want to throw that out there oh. or not. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've there was only one uh, dating app for, um, you know, I guess the conservative side of things. And, yeah. you know, we wanted to do something first and foremost where it's done right, because it seems like that, unfortunately, was just ran into the ground. Um, you know, we've had individuals who are working with us on our app sign up for this app about three months ago now, and they still haven't been approved for it. And I'm talking about the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an app in the app, Apple App Store that just apparently does not work, and it failed miserably. Yep. So we wanted to create something that was actually good, and it's called Doter, as in one that dotes, you know, uh, doting on somebody. And it also stands for dateontheright.com, or date on the right. And every, everyone can go there and they can preview the app right now. We should be launching in the next 48 hours. We've had over 80,000 pre-registrations already for it and haven't spent one dime on marketing. Nice. So um, it's going to be extremely popular. It was very popular at CPAC in terms of people wanting to know about it and what it involves. But, you know, it, on there, there's going every single uh, user has to verify mm-hmm. in real time with a selfie. Good. So, you know, there's not going to be the bots. There's not going to be these individuals. Plus, we've um, even better than Hinge and uh, Bumble and Tinder, which are the three largest in the United States and potentially the entire world. We wrote in voice calling and video chat. So if you are really worried about someone not being who they say they are, you have a, a fail-safe way is to, you know, hey, get on video and chat with me. And, nice. Um, you know, or it, it, it's going to be fantastic and, you know, um, it, we, we're offering a free basic membership for everybody. Um, you know, females will be free forever, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it, it, after the basic membership runs out, I, I think it's like 15 or 20 swipes a day, you know, um, you have the ability just to pay $9 a month. See, and, that's you not know, bad. Some of these services, some of these services are 70, $80 a month. I know and all you're seeing is all you're seeing all is you're people seeing that are not is, real. If you're a Trump supporter, swipe left. Or yeah, if you're, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, I am 19 different pronouns yeah. and I am, you know, pansexual, asexual, I yeah. don't even know. You or know, I'm, so I'm 3,000 miles are. away from you, but I'm actually in your neighborhood this weekend. Hey, by the way, yes. have you, have you yes. thought about investing in cryptocurrency? I can help you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's Bitcoin. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm on a couple of them yep. just for the entertainment factor, which I will stay on just for that. Uh, dating, not so much, but uh, the website again for that one. And it's, it's launching soon. What is it, Jason? Uh, dateontheright.com. You can go and you can check out the app right there. You can pre-register as well. Um, I anticipate that to be up within the next 72 hours, though, on cool. both App Stores, Apple, and Google Play because 
it's almost impossible to get a dating app approved on Apple nowadays because yeah. it isn't market saturated. Yeah. But the fact that we're only going, you know, gearing towards conservatives and we made it entirely safe with mandatory verification and having that video chat aspect, don't see how they can reject us. Yeah. So, Absolutely. All right. Well, Jason Sheffer from Wimkin.com. Thanks so much, buddy, for coming on. I, I love the fact that you've got such great success that's happening. Uh, wish you all the best. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that you are you are out there doing what you're doing and, and keeping us uh, keeping us pretty safe on the social medias. And again, Wimkin.com. Uh, go check that out. And of course, dateontheright.com. Check that out. Jason, thanks again for coming on. Uh, do appreciate it. And uh, give that other uh, other half of yours uh, my love. Like a nice kiss right there in the cheek. Okay, excellent. Thank you so Fine, much, thanks, Jason. Bye. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you later on. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We will be right back. This is the Brian Russ Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. If you have to question if he just said that, chances are... He did. The Brian Rush Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. You know, every time that I uh, jump on X and I want to actually pull up one of Harry Sisson's uh, posts, I end up not, like, finding it right away. But I, it, it's, like, the only time when I'm actually specifically looking for something that all the conservatives that I follow, all of their posts are up. But I did come across the Hakeem Jeffries post. We must keep our government open and shut down Russian aggression. Right, because we need to we need to keep our government open. Therefore, what we need to do is we need to spend a whole bunch of money on uh, Ukraine. Right? That, is that how that works? Because if you haven't heard, we have another partial government shutdown coming up on Friday if we don't figure out what we're doing and get money to fund Ukraine. Got all that? Don't want to get you all too confused. But I was looking for a Harry Sisson uh, message that I actually saw this morning. Because I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the primary that happened yesterday. We got like three more that'll be popping up here uh, in the next couple of days, and then of course uh, Super Tuesday is coming up next Tuesday. Followed by um, we will have our presidential uh, primary here in Florida coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks as well. Look at it. for the first time, I can't find like Harry Sisson's not all over. Hang on a second, let me actually do like a search search. This is I got to make sure he's okay. Now now I'm worried. Uh, what is it? Harry. Harry, where are you at here, Harry? Uh, come on, pull your stuff up here. Okay. Uh, this is the one that I saw this morning. Breaking President Biden has won the Democrat Party in Michigan, or pre Democrat primary in Michigan. This is a great win for the campaign. Let's go, Joe. Oh, Harry. This kid, I, I I feel bad for him. But let's talk about the, the primary a little bit with what, what some of the results actually were looking like. Obviously, Donald Trump did win the primary uh, in, uh, in Michigan yesterday. Uh, and this is the thing that should make you go, ooh. Not the Joe Biden one. Like Harry Sisson takes the Joe Biden one. Oh, my God, did you see Joe Biden won 81.1% of the vote in the Democrat primary? Yeah. <laughs> Who did he go up against, though, Harry? Well, there was other people. Yeah, okay, 81.1% is what uh, Joe Biden grabbed in the uh, the Democrat primary yesterday in Michigan. The number two, by the way, came in at 13.3% as uncommitted. So there's 13% didn't even want to commit. Then behind that comes Marion Williams with 3%, who already dropped out of the race. 
She's not even an actual candidate. She dropped out. And then the guy who is still kind of in it that nobody knows he's even there, uh, Dean Phillips, got 2.7%. I mean, there's nobody running against Joe Biden, and the number two person that came up against him was the uncommitted. That's almost as bad as the um, none of the above that Nikki Haley lost to. I mean, that's bad. But Donald Trump, at the when it was all said and done, like initially, uh, it was one of these things where uh, just like they did in, in South Carolina, it was like, okay, and ladies and gentlemen, the polls have closed and we've got about another hour. Wait, huh, what? Oh, we're calling it already. The same thing happened in Michigan. It's like close the polls and they're like, okay, call it. We're done. But when the initials came out, it was uh, it was about uh, it was like sixty two percent sixty percent roughly is what they were saying that Donald Trump got Donald Trump wins it sixty seven percent by the time it was all said and done with the count this is what it ended up being Trump walked away with sixty eight point two percent and the viable candidate that's actually going against him did I really say viable the the candidate actually making an effort uh, Haley came in at twenty six point five percent. Uh, and then there was something like, I think it was like 3% or 1% or something like that was was non-committed. But Harry Sisson's like, there. oh my God, look at the Joe Biden. Win. He should have had 100%. He's got nobody running against him. Oh my God, it's breaking news. It's the greatest thing ever. Look at look at Joe Biden. He's going to beat, uh, beat Donald Trump. Not according to the polls, you're not going to win. Earl, what are you doing this morning? Oops, sorry, I missed you there. Um, but yeah, this... Uh, every time that I see these these polling uh, or these these headlines that coming out of um, out of Harry Sisson, he just he gets so excited. He's so excited that Joe Biden is doing so well, but he's not. He's not doing well at all. Um, Nikki Haley, by the way, she said she's staying in it. She's totally staying in it. She's not getting out. She's going to continue right up until uh, Super Tuesday. She's already spent, by the way, $76 million to lose to Donald Trump. Earl, what are you doing? I'm listening, y'all. Listen, you, I'm, I'm sitting up here celebrating Joe Biden's magnificent win. <laughs> I know, Minnesota, huh? Yeah. Michigan, Minnesota, whatever it is. No competition no, and you get 81%? Went, that's right. Yeah. I Trump got should be prediction. scared. Yeah. Got a prediction. Joe Biden, the Democratic you know, you was talking about y'all's presidential things coming up in yep. a couple of weeks. Yep. I predict Joe Biden's going to win on the Democratic side. <laughs> yeah. I predict it. And it's because the state of Florida, the Democratic Party went and passed some kind of law. Nobody could run against him in yeah. the state of Florida. Yeah. I predict he's going to win. But you know what? Get at least 70%. I know that's, that's, that's going to be so fun. And you know what, what I can't wait for too is, is going to be the headline because you know, the headline's going to come out from, from Harry Sisson as it always does. Breaking news. Joe Biden wins Florida's Democrat primary. Well, it's like, no kidding. He did. I mean, it's like, why is that a surprise to anybody? It's like this kid tries to make, make it Oh, the poor thing. <laughs> Just the poor the thing. Comp competition of one. Yeah. It's like, it's like these here football quarterback hero types. They're in love with themselves. What mm. they need a woman for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's just insanity watching this. And of course, uh, in the next couple of days, there's uh, I think there's like three more primaries that are coming up in the next couple. Uh, and then we've got the the big one that'll be uh, coming up next Tuesday. 
So in, yeah, in less yeah. than a week, and then two weeks from that, we have uh, we have I think it's two weeks from now. Uh, we've got ours here in Florida, and it, she's sticking be, in. Don't be what? And who, she's who? she's sticking to it, Nikki Haley. She's not she, giving up, Nikki Haley. Yeah, seventy six million Haley. dollars she's already spent to lose. Well, maybe she's running against Joe Biden, and nobody else knows it. <sighs> I don't know. You know, at this point. Uh, I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I think Joe Biden could even beat Nikki Haley if she just said, "Okay, I'm going to be a Democrat." Well, you know, it's just like any other. Like I say, women should not vote. Women should not be in politics because this is just an absolute waste of money. Even her hairdresser doesn't know for sure, Brian. You remember that commercial? Only her hairdresser knows. Yeah, I don't I'm, think her hairdresser does. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean. I, <laughs> Look, I don't know women getting mad at you. They can get mad. Oh, they're going to get mad at you for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I look. I think that there are a lot of uh, fantastic women leaders out there. Um, but here's the thing about these fantastic women leaders: is that they are super. Oh, no, 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 no. Listen, they're super nope. smart. Nope. So they know. Uh, they know better than to get into politics. They 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 stay with right. other leadership. That, that's why you don't see any really good women in the politics now, is because the really good smart ones stay out. Let me tell you the absolute truth of women. This is an absolute truth. An absolute truth. Ask, okay. Absolute truth. Now, you're going to have to ask a woman. She, but she, Women do not want another woman in charge. You, because you know, they, can't gig, they cannot wiggle, giggle their way through a problem. They have to face it. With a man, if well, the man's in you charge, know, you were being, women can wiggle and giggle and get through the problem by making the man go, hoo, hoo, hoo. You were being cussed That's out by truth. so many women across the entire panhandle right now. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just, I may be, you're, you're not scoring I, very many points with the, the female audience. But, you know. Uh, I ain't trying to. to. I got a hundred dollar bill. What I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Worry about women for. I you know what? The, but the, it's the truth. <laughs> Earl, I'm telling you the truth right now. My lady listeners are coming up and, um. Yeah, you're you're gonna get in trouble. But you know, one thing that well, you did I, point out, though, Earl, and I do, and I do want to actually highlight it. Um, you know, about women, um, and and this is this is a true thing that that women do have sometimes a problem with another strong woman. I mean, that's that's kind of one do. of those things. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I don't think there are a lot of really good women that are willing to get into the politics because they're too smart. They're too smart, and they know. Uh, you know, we're good leaders. They'll they'll run a business. They'll run families. They'll do, you well, know, communities. But to get into the big things of politics, they're too smart. They're like, mm -mm, I don't want to do that. I wish more men would get that smart and stop doing it. Well, that's simply because women, if you understand the philosophy of Sun Tzu, the art of war, mm -hmm. women have learned you don't beat your head against the wall. You just go around the end to get what you want. You don't stand there and keep beating your head against the wall like a man does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're like a billy goat. You just beat it. I'm gonna knock a hole through this wall. Woman says, "You go ahead. I'm going around in. I'm getting the money and I'm getting the position." <laughs> that's right, because women are too smart. Men, are, we're dumb. Yeah. That's why we get into all that stuff, and that's why uh, you know the whole political realm is just so messed up because it is it's way too male dominated. I mean, if we could get um, more really Margaret good Thatcher? women, yes, you know, some more Margaret Thatchers because they're out there. They're just too smart, and they they know better. They're like, they're like you said, I'm not going to put my head into the wall. I'm going to walk around it. So they 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 stay away from this insanity of politics. Janet Reno, we do not need mm. women like Janet Reno running anything but a hot dog stand. 
God. And that's the truth. Yeah. We, unfortunately, is, there's a lot of bad women that are in politics right now that give good yeah. women a bad name, and I hate that. That's true. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But the thing about it is, I'm going to stick with what I said, Brian. I know you are. We need to stay out of politics. I don't know. No, I don't agree with that. They need to stay I, I, out of politics. Uh, I well, want to see about, the good ones. I want one, one, maybe two. I don't care. That's if there's two, I got a 50, 50 shot. Yeah, there but you go. Well, are I you, wanted to call you up on there and tell you I was wrong or I'm a liar. About the women about thing? why women don't want other women. Yeah. I dare them to do it. You, then you got to prove the point. You're, you're getting, you can't do you're it getting yourself I'm right. in so much trouble. I'm telling you, Earl, you're, you got to be careful where you step out to right now, I think, because uh, I know there's at least a half a dozen women right now that um, that are ready to uh, to take you out back and beat you up behind the woodshed. Just whip um, on the old boy. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. up here in this Rocky Mountain spring air drinking Coors beer. It, yeah, I'm I can good. tell. I can I'm tell. Good. All right. <laughs> Earl, we're up against our break. We got to run, and I got to stop. Care. I got to stop you before you get into any more trouble. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Something's wrong with Earl today. It really is. But you know what? On, a, on, a, on a, an actual point, though, that we do have to kind of make on that, there are so many great women leaders that we have in business, in local stuff, and those are the ones that I wish we really, truly would see get into the major politics. But they never do because, again, like I said, they're too smart. They know better to get involved in all that stuff and to get involved in all that drama. Um, and, and I love the fact that they're willing to do that. But I, I wish that um, I wish we did have better women involved in politics instead of the ones we have because it, it gives everybody a bad name. I mean, it really does. I mean... You, you look at what we've had run. And I hate that because it turns people off. Like with Kamala. You know, I mean, people will look at it and go, mm, I don't know if I want to go down that road. So when you do get a really good, strong woman that, that does run, they get into that mode of, mm, I don't know. So that's why I wish the bad ones stay out of it. Just let us have the good women. There's a lot of them. But they're too smart. They stay out of that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the uh, the hit list now for uh, for Earl is growing a little bit more. What are we at? Um, five, six, about seven of them. <laughs> I mean, I side with you guys on that. I totally side with you. Hang on. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russell Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. What you got to say? West Beach Drive alone. Advertising paid for by the citizens to preserve Beach Drive. Doing our part to save America. The Brian Russ Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks for waking up with us. We're just about done with the show. But I got to hit on this because I wanted to hit on this a little while ago. Earl got us slightly sidetracked and got him in trouble with every woman on the planet. Back off of that course light a little bit this early in the morning. I don't know if you heard about this, but Wendy's is now going to be doing what's called surge pricing. Have you heard about this? Surge pricing, this is something that happens with, uh, like a lot of the rideshare services, they do this, where basically uh, when there's a high demand time period, uh, like, you know, if, if it's five o'clock rush hour and there's a lot of people that need an Uber, uh, they will actually bump the prices up just a little bit because there's a high demand. Well, Wendy's is now going to go into the same thing. And all I got to say is, um, 
It might not be a heck of a surge because there's going to be a lot of people that essentially are going to drive to Wendy's to go get your Baconator and you're going to drive up there and be like, nope, too many people in the drive-thru. That means the Baconator is going to be more money. They're going to go somewhere else. That's essentially what they're going to do. So if, uh, if it's a big day and a lot of people are in the drive-thru, they're going to raise the prices up while you're there. And then on a time when it's not very busy, they'll bring the price back down. How do, you, uh, how do you fake that a little bit? Slow down the drive-thru. It's busy. So we got to bring the bad idea. Bad idea, Wendy's. I'm telling you, that's not going to work out for you. Just not going to work out. We, surge pricing. Just because it's a little bit busier, we're going to charge you more money. It's not going to work out well. I mean, if, you, if you're really into the point where you want to save that much money, do what that one McDonald's has already done. There's already a McDonald's now that is 100% automated. 100% automated. Like, there's nobody there. I think there's one person that comes in and, like, you know, puts the stuff in the machine. But that's about it. Aside from that, robot cooks your burger. Robot assembles your burger. Robot makes your fries. Robot makes your soda. Puts it all in the bag. Puts it in a thing and hands it out to you. 100%. That's the future of McDonald's, by the way. And, 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 the, and not only McDonald's, everybody else will catch on to that as well. Uh, because you know what? This is what you hap happens when you demand more money than a place can afford. You know, another thing that we're going to unfortunately start to see uh, disappearing or become a point where it's going to be such an ultra luxury item, which is another danger. And that is sit-down restaurants. Sit-down restaurants, uh, the future of them is uh, it's not looking fantastic because the, the cost that is now being uh, applied to these restaurants, and, and it's funny because I see people that be like, well, it, why don't you just pay a, a livable wage? Problem is, is that the profit margin on restaurants is so small. I mean, literally is down to single digits, like 2%, 3%, 4%. That's what a profit margin is for a restaurant. And um, that'll, uh, that'll not be good. Anyhow, Brian Kilmeade show is on the way next. Big thanks to Jason from uh, Wimkin.com for coming on and uh, chatting with us a little bit. Uh, don't forget, you can watch the show on Wimkin.com. You can sign up for, for free right now. Uh, none of those robots or anything. Link for that, by the way, is in Newstalk101.com under the Brian Rush show, as well as the podcast. We got to go. We'll be back again tomorrow for another big show. Brian Kilmeade's next, followed by Dan Bongino. Have a great day. We'll see you later. Bye. W-Y-O-O, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101.